Welcome to the Glow Your Goddess podcast. This is Joy B. And this is James B. And we are back again for another episode. We are doing today our part three of our communication series that we've been doing for the podcast. And if you've been listening to us, you're probably saying finally, because you guys are like a month late. (laughs) I know we are late. Listen, life has been happening in a really big way. And uh, we just got caught up. We apologize. Um, We do try to keep it fresh, keep it going for you. And we will be making up for it because we'll be recording a few more podcasts at once than we usually do so that we can probably get you something a little bit sooner um, to make up for that drought that we had going on. Right. And we've got an interview coming up, too. I think we're going to record pretty soon. We do on Sunday. I'm so excited. I love having guests here um, as much as we love hearing our own opinions about things. Because we're perfect. (laughs) We're perfectly imperfect. Yes. But we... um, you know, are all about you guys glowing up yourself, glowing up your relationships. So when I can have someone who has an expertise in relationships, I am more than excited to have them come on. So um, I am not going to tell you who this person is. It's going to be a surprise. I love surprises. And we have a big announcement probably coming up about the same time we do that interview. Yes. Lots of things are evolving. Lots of ways that we are growing and able to be, um, in order to be able to, Uh, give you more of ourselves, not just through the podcast, not just through the coaching membership, but an even bigger way. So I'm excited about a lot of this stuff kind of sparking up still in the middle of our pandemic. We are living our best lives, right? We are. And don't forget to like us and rate us on Apple Music, on Google Play Uh, Music, on Spotify, and Podbean. Absolutely. Podbean is our host. That is our host. So you'll find everything there. Usually when I drop a link for you guys, it is going to be Podbean. But however, um, so many people are are already holding iTunes in your phone. So it's easier for you to go to that or right. to Google Play. So whatever's easier for you, just drop in Glow Your Goddess Podcast and we will pop right up. Okay. Perfect. Yep. So let's go ahead and get to today's episode um, and talking about our part three of communication. So the first two parts of communication that we discussed were active listening, which is really important in any relationship to be able to enact active listening, um, direct communication. And today, as promised, what we are talking about is nonviolent communication. If you haven't been keeping up with the podcast you can go back and listen to the last couple of podcasts and that will catch you up with active communication Mm -hmm. or excuse me active listening and direct communication Mm -hmm. or if you just need to refresh your mind yep and what we will do by the time we get to the end of our podcast is we'll do a couple of refreshers to make it blatantly clear for you what all these are but because i haven't really gotten into the uh, definition of non violent communication I want to make sure that you guys do also understand this piece of communication Um, in any type of relationship this could be romantic relationships uh, friendships it can be family even with your colleagues you can use this but of course we do focus a lot on our like dating and romantic relationships so absolutely apply that here all right so non-violent communication, I mean, when I first heard the term, I'm like, okay, is it just communication without hitting each other? I hope so. <laughs> All of our types of communication should absolutely be this way. 
Um, but what's so violent about communication? How could communication, especially verbal, be something that's violent? So as I get more into describing it, really what they're talking about is the assumptions that we make, that we pretty much project ideas onto our partners. And that's kind of violent, right? Like you're throwing something at them. Mm-hmm. You are hitting them in the head with uh, sometimes like a character attack. Um, assumptions can be very aggressive towards another person, the way that they land on people. So what you want to do when we're talking about nonviolent um, communication is not aggress towards another, right? Not give them assumptions and projections. So... Nonviolent communication, you may see it in literature sometimes, actually identified as NVC. And so what it really involves is separating your observation, basically what you see from your evaluation. So you're separating what you see from um, essentially what you start to process. Just because you see something doesn't mean that's exactly what happened, right? Um, And then you're not putting a judgment on it just based off of that, just based off of what you saw. You're going to be a little bit curious, So you're also separating your feelings from what you saw, from what you evaluated. You know, our feelings, our emotions are produced from the thoughts that we have. So if I have a narrative in my mind, I have an idea or a story about what you just now did, my emotions are going to go to the place based off of the story that I created and not necessarily based off of what is really being cultivated in this situation. So you want to be careful that, again, um, you're making sure that you're moving your feelings away from what you observed and not placing judgment and assumptions. You're being more curious so that your feelings can be more stable. Um, So you separate your feelings and your needs from strategies and actions. So if I have a feeling that is based off of an inaccurate evaluation, the need or the request that I'm making of you could be something that, I really don't need could be something that's not really warranted. Like I need you to make me feel better or do something for something that I actually didn't do in the first place. So I know that sounds okay. kind of confusing, but we'll kind of break down um, what these four steps are when we're talking about nonviolent communication. When we do, or when people do teach about nonviolent communication, it's taught in a four step process as to how to actually have this. So you have observation, You have the feeling that comes after the observation. You have the need that you want to then communicate, you know, in order for you to feel differently. And you have the request that you put upon your partner or the person that you're in a relationship with to help feel that need. Uh, Maybe you need to not feel insecure. Maybe you need to not feel abused or ignored or neglected, or you need to feel more love, right? So you make a request around this need. Does that make sense, James? It does make sense kind of not projecting how you think I should feel, Mm -hmm. but how I actually feel. Yes. That's part of that direct communication too. Mm -hmm. So because I can, in this, uh, this violent communication and making assumptions, I could assume that you did a thing and then therefore, you know, you feel a certain way about me. Right. So I'm projecting how you feel about me in that instance. Right. Right. Um, and then when I project and assume how you feel about me, then I have a feeling about that. Like, well, I feel like you're mad at me and because you're mad at me, I'm sad. Right. And this feeling came about again, based off of something that hasn't even been verified. So in our nonviolent communication, we want to make sure we are verifying things, but we're being authentic and true about what we observe, what we felt so that, our partner who is being an active listener while we're having nonviolent communication can um, directly communicate what they were intending to happen. And remember in that active listening, it's 
repeating back and clarifying. Mm -hmm. It's asking more questions maybe if you need to know a little more detail. Yes. So like if, if I say to you like, okay, I observed that you slammed the door. Why did you, you slam the door in my face? And because you slammed the door in my face, the feeling that I got from it was that you don't care about me or you're upset with me. Um, And then I said, well, because you slammed the door in my face, I need you to apologize for what you did. I need you to show me that you actually do care about me. And um, the request is going to be, you know, for you to take some action and you need to make something better. Now, you could feel like because I projected this assumption onto you, then you can have a feeling about it. You can be upset. Like, why are you accusing me of slamming doors? Right. This could escalate into something that never even needed to happen. Yes. When, especially if two people are in the process of the violent communication, the Mm -hmm. assumptions, it can just roll on and roll on instead of people being curious, they're just stating things. The reality is we were probably in a big hurry to get out the door and you may not have even realized I was behind you. Exactly. But you didn't ask me. You just And told I didn't me. ask. Yeah. I just said, why did you slam the door in my face? Exactly. So when we're looking at the, the four-step process, the first part of the process is the observation. Um, you want to make observation without judgment or assumptions. Again, you want to be curious, right? Um, so like when I saw you come into the room and sit across from me at the table, um, you know, I made an assumption about why you sat across from me and you didn't sit next to me. Right. Mm. Um, instead of, you know, when you came into the room, um, I'm wondering, you know, why you may, may not have wanted to sit next to me. Right. You're making observation. You're being, but you're being curious. You're not saying an absolute about this. Right. And it could be that, hey, I haven't seen uh, Bill in a while and I wanted to sit close to him so I could catch up with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the feeling that I could have from this process, like this is step two, you have observation and the feeling could have been like, I felt lonely. You, you know, you wanted to go over there and sit with Bill instead of sitting with me. And I felt afraid that something was wrong. Something was going wrong between Mm -hmm. us. Right. Right. So basically I felt that you were rejecting me. So, Mm. and that's going to be a false thought coming from this observation um, that that's not, you know, I didn't even really know what was happening. Right. So from that observation and from that feeling, now I need you to do something, right? I need you to come sit next to me, you know? So you may saunter in, you see your friend, you see Bill, you want to sit next to Bill. You're thinking, oh, I haven't seen him in a while. You're not really processing this whole rejection I'm now experiencing. And I maybe just blurt out of nowhere. I need you to come sit next to me. Right. And everyone's like, what's her problem? (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and I've got no clue because most of the time guys don't have a lot of clues, but I saw bill Mm -hmm. and rather than saying, Hey, Hey babe, let's go sit over here close to bill so I can catch up with him. Yeah. I kind of just walked over there, maybe left you sitting at the door Mm -hmm. and you were like, what's going on here? He just left me standing here and I don't know anybody. Exactly. And then we get the nevers and always, you never, you know, stay with me when we go to outings or you always just always never do anything. You always never do anything. Yes. Um, Then it comes to the fourth part of it, which is actually going to be a more healthy piece of it. So I told you the need, I need you to come sit with me. That's kind of a demanding thing. But if we get to stage four, which is the request is like, you know what? In order for us to have a different experience next time, what I'm requesting is that we communicate about what this experience is for me and for you. So I can have a better understanding and I'm requesting that maybe we put something in place so that this doesn't unfold in the future. And it could be as simple as you walk in together and if I saw Bill sitting over there, I could grab her hand 
and say, hey, babe, I'd like to talk to Bill for a minute. Would you like to sit over there beside him so we can talk? Yes. And then this whole scenario would never even happen. Yes. You feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You're sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're still in the same room with all the strangers. Yeah. But there's none of this question of why did he run off and leave me? Does he really not want to be with me? Or is Bill more important? Or yeah. guys are clueless. We just ran off. <laughs> like I thought you knew. I thought you were good. What happened? You can't read my mind already. Exactly. We've been together for three minutes. What's <laughs> What's up with your your magical powers being off, bro? Get it together. I Get you it had a together. Superpower. Yeah. You should yeah, I thought everyone had a superpower. I mean, you guys know I am an advocate of us having our gifts and glowing and things like that. So I think we do all have superpowers. But mind reading apparently is not one of them. Mm. I'm not a mind reader. I'm actually glad I'm not a mind reader. No. I probably don't want to know what people think <laughs> most of the time. You don't know what you don't want to know what I'm thinking about you when I'm like giving you a side eye. You don't want to hear my internal I, thoughts. I can tell by the side eye that I really don't want to ask. <laughs> no, you're that making question. assumptions. See, you don't want to ask. You're making assumptions. <laughs> you're right my on that. My side eye might mean something different than your side eye. I'm not means. sure that that would be a non-violent <laughs> place to communicate. <laughs> my side eye does not mean I'm about to throw a chop you. It doesn't mean that. Well, don't be scared. Maybe. <laughs> If you guys hear any jingling in the background, we've got Parker here as our He's our mascot. Sidekick. Parker is our dog, so he's always jingle jangling around. And he knows he's not supposed to sit on the bench, but, but he does anyways. Here. Yeah, we're not going to throw him out at this moment. We're going to have non-violent communication with Parker. With Parker. <laughs> he doesn't tr- he chooses not to have non-violent communication with us. Yeah. He just projects his needs and his wants and requests upon us without any care. No active listening on his part whatsoever. Could include a bite. (laughs) So that was nonviolent communication. Okay, remember, guys, the the four phases of it were, you know, the observation and making sure that you're making observations without judgment, without assumptions, right? You're giving your brain an opportunity to say, hey, I saw this, but I'm curious. What did it actually mean? Um, You're tapping into the feeling that came up for you and it could be, you know, a misinformed feeling and that's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. just tap into what that is because with that feeling, you're guided to actually um, project or talk about, sorry, the need that you have. Um, Let your partner know kind of what you're experiencing so that they can say, oh my God, let me tell you exactly what's happening or they can affirm that you were correct, right? So it's okay to go ahead and roll into that feeling from that observation, but just stay curious um, and you can talk about the need in a way where it's not demanding, but like, oh, I just feel like I need to feel differently than I do right now. And then the request, like basically what can we do to fill this need? What can we right. do so I don't feel this way anymore? Okay, so those and, are the And part steps. of that active listening would be, say, in the same scenario would mm-hmm. be if she approached me and said, you know, I felt uncomfortable being left alone at the table. Mm-hmm. Active listening would be, um, so... What I heard you say. What I heard you say. <laughs> Let me get my story straight here. <laughs> what I heard you say was you needed me closer to you and I left oh, you behind. That feels so good. Yes. And I left you behind. Yes. And I apologize for that. Talk about validating. Yes. Dang. You know. You get double points for that. Take, take my hand. <laughs> let's set together. Okay. I still want to finish my conversation with Bill and. But you can come with me. But you can come with me. Oh, man. Let me introduce you to Bill. It, Oh, I'm not ready for that. You should have read my mind. What? I'm not ready to meet. Oh, oh come on. I should have noticed the side eye. 
<laughs> so that is active listening. Um, and then direct communication is being very direct about what you need. Again, um, not demanding, but, you know, talking about the reality of things for you and being okay with a no, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, but not leaving your partner in the dark, not leaving them so confused that they become frustrated that no matter what they do for you is never enough. So if I say, James, um, you know, could you uh, just get me, get me something to nibble on? What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> My shoes? You know, <laughs> okay, you know, it didn't mean shoes. So, oh. you know, I say this to him and he comes down to the fridge and he brings me what? What, what would you bring? Kibble from Parker's Dish. Really? Okay. Okay, no. Okay. I wouldn't. If you're trying to stay in the safe zone, what would you actually bring me? I would bring you, if there's any in the refrigerator, mm-hmm. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So he brings me Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and, you know, comes upstairs and I'm like, are you serious? Like, do you hate me? You know I'm dieting. Why would you do this? Like, why would you present this to me? This right. is absolutely ridiculous. Right. And and part of that direct communication <laughs> would be, hey, James, when you're downstairs getting your coffee, can you bring me up a carrot stick? <laughs> Because I know you're dieting. <laughs> or I've had 40 carrot sticks today. Bring me ice cream. Exactly. But be direct, right? Don't, you know, sometimes I think that we are passive because we're utilizing this as something to make our partners prove to us that they know us and they love us so much. And if they, if you love me enough, you'll know exactly what I need. Like, I want to know that he's so attuned to me. Oh, my God. Like, He's attuned to English speaking words. Right. I try so. to I try to stick with English for the most part. Yeah. So if I can make a direct request, I can talk about a direct need and you will do things to go out of your way to meet that need, right? When I'm directly saying it, that speaks volumes way more than the power of intuitively knowing who I am. When we talk about intuition or when I talk about intuition, I use it more for myself that I am tapped into my authentic needs and wants and that I'm able to communicate them and feel safe in that, that that is my truth. But I don't talk about it being able to intuitively read other people. Now, James is an empath and there are people who can empathically understand what it is you're feeling, but that still doesn't get you to the core of the narrative that actually created the feeling, right? right? So you don't know everything that's going on for someone and what type of assumptions and like movies are playing in their head. We have to be able to communicate that to each other sometimes all i feel is the emotional explosion they just had and you can make i don't so know many where that came from yeah you can be like who are you angry at or who who knows like who do you want to kill like those are assumptions and maybe they don't maybe hopefully they, not me yeah exactly like do i need to step back right so <laughs> you know and part of that passive communication that she's kind of alluding to is is really um we do that sometimes thinking we are being considerate of others mm. like for example I'm thinking about going out to dinner tonight. Where would you like to go? And so you open this up with kind of this passive, would you like to go out to dinner tonight? Mm -hmm. Direct communication would be like, I feel like going out to dinner tonight. I think I want tacos. Do you want to come with me? Why don't you come with me? (laughs) And then that opens up, well, I'm not really feeling feeling it about tacos, Mm -hmm. but can we have fish instead? And we can communicate back and forth with that absolutely rather than kind of just throwing it out there would you like to go out to dinner tonight what you're really saying is i really want to go out to dinner tonight and just say that you just know say it. your partner so our partners feel secure and good knowing that they can actually meet the mark and so we make it easier for them when we are very clear about how they can meet the mark and, and that goes on into your relationships and into our relationships 
the more direct we are with each other, I know that when you say yes, mm-hmm. you mean yes. I trust And I you. know when you say no, I can trust that too. Yeah. It's not going to be, well, she said no with a side eye <laughs> and Parker's looking side-eyed at me too. Right now. I'm not <laughs> sure if I'd agree with all of that business going on. But if we practice direct communication and active listening, we can get to a point in your relationship and in your communication that your yes is yes and your no is no. There's not going to be, hey, babe, does this dress look good on me? Oh, yes, it looks great on you. Well, I'm not sure you're telling me the truth. But the reality (laughs) is, you know, Joy looks great and everything. She's a snappy dresser and she's always looking great and sexy and I adore all of her Do you guys hear all these points? He said, okay, babe, like you're overflowing with points. You're good. You won. You won. I won? The princess has been um, saved in Mario Brothers. Whoa. We're good. <laughs> I should play a sound effect right now, but I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, with the sound effects, because now we are totally using our roadcaster and trying to be super professional with our podcast. Right. We've got this new equipment with professional mics mm-hmm. and a mixer board that's made for podcasting, and it's super cool. Hopefully... Everything turns out with it. I'm sure it will. I sound, I sound, I sound really awesome. Like I, we've got headphones on and everything. We should have a YouTube channel now. Oh well, okay. The next mission. We can't even be on time with our podcast now. You can do something else. Okay, so we're rambling now. But guys, um, let me just really quickly recap. I think we did some good um, role plays, right? You know, kind of some passive role plays for you just Mm -hmm. now. But we were doing active listening when you're going to reflect back what that person said to you make sure that they know that you heard them and you heard them correctly Mm -hmm. um direct communication you're being very clear about what it is that you desire you're being okay with a yes or a no um and non-violent communication you are minimizing your assumptions your judgment based off of what you see because everything is not always as it appears and you're remaining curious in your communication right that's how you're going to get a lot more out of your partner by remaining curious and not um being defensive or attacking one's character so um i hope that that was a good recap of the three part series that we had and the additional um non-violent communication guys communication is absolutely key when people call for couples counseling and i'm like what's going on and they're like oh communication i do need more detail than that so it is important to know how it is you communicate everyone does have a different style and a lot of times the two of you will get into kind of a lull you'll you'll both communicate the same way either both of you are not good at active listening both of you are having violent communication or both of you have very passive communication because it's like you kind of get into this dance together and you keep it going so one of you has to be the one to step out if you're dancing the tango someone has to decide you're going to do the cha-cha and usually what happens in a somewhat healthy relationship is the other person will be like well this my partner's dancing differently and if I still want to dance with them I need to dance differently with them as well so you be the pilot of that situation don't wait well I'm only going to communicate like this if he or she communicates like this don't wait for it guys you be the ones right. who are creating the change and the energy in your relationship okay by the way I do white guy dancing and that's just about it Oh, the tango. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I understand those words, but I don't know exactly what they mean. Yeah. You're able to do the kid and play. I do the kid and play, and he oh. comes over to do the kid and play. It's like easy to teach, right? He, you can do it. You right. do it all the time. That's I'm, why you're I move here. with her because she's got so much rhythm that it makes me look better. Oh, my God. 
pouring it on. It's like molasses today. Really? Oh my God. Anyway, guys. So thank you for joining us, for being patient for this last episode. Again, you're going to be getting some more episodes pretty soon. We're really excited about these upcoming interviews. Um, and we will get the next things out to you as soon as possible. Please do not forget to like, to share, share with your friends if you're getting some good nuggets from our podcast. Um, and again, we are sponsored by glowyourgoddess.com, the membership. If you are listening, you're probably on the IG and that is a Glow Your Goddess movement, but there's so much more on the Glow Your Goddess membership where I'm always making sure that I provide all my goddesses with ongoing courses to challenge the way that you think about yourself and even challenge the way that you move. I don't like to just have a good talk, but I like to really push you to do things differently so that you can see things being different in your life and see yourself different and feel as empowered as a goddess should. So that's glowyourgoddess.com. Check that out. Um, if you have not checked out the guide for dating like a goddess, absolutely go ahead and do that. That is why won't he call? You'll find that on Amazon. Just put in why won't he call or you can find it directly on the IG page. So thanks a lot for joining us. Here comes Kiba. You shut it down when you walk into the room.